favorite phase three design comic translation to execution that is a tough are we talking just specifically in the mcu yes that's a great i know it's not any show that is going to be your overall favorite honestly i am a big fan of the daredevil suit i do love that suit uh until later then it gets bad what do you mean it's cool maybe first where he's wearing the black pajamas? No. There's one point where he changes his suit. And he oh, he worse. does? Really? Yeah, he changes his suit in the show. When? In season three? I didn't watch that. I don't know. One of the seasons. I saw seasons one and two. I don't remember him. I thought it, he changed it. I don't think so. To okay. what? I don't know. Hockey pads. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Um, oh, That's a really good question. Though. I don't know if I liked his suit. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Oh, you know what? Honestly, what it might be? Shit. The Iron Mysterio costume is awesome. The Mysterio costume is awesome. The Iron Man suit is a triumph of design. Of course. And it's a beautiful translation from comic books to film. Mm-hmm. They had Adi Granov, who is a comic book artist, come in, and, and he, he's still a, a conceptual artist to, to this day. He was working on Black Panther and stuff. I think I might go Ant-Man. I love that Ant-Man suit. Really? I love the design. Okay. I love the whole Ant-Man-Wasp look of the two characters. I love the Ant-Man suit because the first one in the first movie is supposed to be like, this is what he wore in the 80s. And it's still kind of advanced tech for that. Yeah. But then the sleeker one he gets in Civil War mm-hmm. and when he turns Giant Man, I, I really do love that design because it to me it's a perfect, uh, perfect balance between kind of dorky because it's very practical and then like looks cool. But it doesn't look too cool. Because it's still Ant-Man. It's Ant-Man. Exactly. Like, Spider-Man, I think... He'll never be the coolest. Spider-Man, I think, has always looked cooler than he actually is. But but also, Spider-Man's really cool. Spider-Man's very cool. But Peter's a a dorky guy. But, like, even... And even Spider-Man is dorky. Yeah. According to every other hero who meets him. His costume is perfect. And the MCU's translation of it, I think that, uh, as much as I love the Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit, for it being very comic booky, very bright, very mm-hmm. uh, the big eyes. I do like the smaller, you know, uh, expressive eyes that they put on the uh, Spider-Man suit. That's a great question, man. And honestly, it's a good way to segue into the movie we're talking about now because the Black Panther suit is also an incredible design. Yeah, it is. It is. Have you read some of the Ta-Nehisi Coates Black Panther comic? I think I read the. F- first so you're at least you're at least familiar with it you read it at one point Mm -hmm. and in that comic book it's been so long for sure but you at least know the visuals it's like we're watching invincible and it's like remember this and i was like yeah no it's been five years since since you read it but in the black panther old house since i read it gotcha at least in the ta-nehisi coates black panther the artist is a guy named brian stelfreeze brian what he did with his artwork is what inspired the Black Panther movie. So he looked a certain way in Civil War. So that was first? Uh, those yes. Comics? Yes. Okay. And when they hired that team to make those comics, those you can make a comic book faster than you can make a movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, it's a I monthly... I don't get the logistics on that, but yeah. okay, I'll take your word for it. But some of Brian Stelfreeze's art were like, T'Challa had the Black Panther suit on and it would be shadows and you couldn't tell what was a shadow and what was like tech. And then he was the first artist to design the sort of purple glow of like when when T'Challa is absorbing stuff and then being Mm -hmm. able to expand that. So that was an idea that they directly were like, we got to put this in the movie. Um, the, the, The Black Panther movie suit is Ryan Coogler coming in and being like, I want it to look more like Brian Stelfreeze's art. So it's so they added some of those. Is the Killmonger elements. toy his costume at the end of the movie? Oh, they didn't make yeah. another one. Oh, they did. But I picked the one where he 
has his own Black two. Panther suit. Yeah, yeah, I like That's it. That's not the Killmonger suit. Though. To me, it is. It's his final form. If you think about it, it's his. It, it, the whole point of that character is that he's like, I everything no, led up to this tech. moment. No, I disagree. He's Wakandan. He is Wakandan. He's Wakandan, and he did have a right to the throne. And I think that as cool as the because the action figure they made, they oh, made yeah, a Marvel he didn't Legends. Steal the suit. Yeah, the Marvel Legends suit is where he had the tactical suit on, and then he had the mask, like the African mask that he stole, which looks so cool. And you could remove it's that. So, yeah, I think so. See, that's it's awesome. so cool. It's awesome. I think you can make an exception <laughs> and get that action figure. It's pretty great, man. Um, I just might, just because I and they made a whole bunch of characters from the movie Black Panther. Really? Yeah. How many do you have? I've got Nakia. Okoye, you don't Shuri, even have all the toys Mbaku. they make from every movie. Um, I have every character they make from every movie. I'm just saying for Black Panther, but the no movie, multiples. They made a bunch of character. Look, the only characters they made from the Ant Man movies are like Ant Man, Wasp, Yellow well, Jacket. Is there a like Chadwick Boseman not in the costume? In uh, a different. No, Close. but there's a but there's a maskless head. They have a lot that, of head sculpts. Like, yeah, no, okay. they don't. Although that like really ceremonial garb. Yeah, that he wore, awesome. wears mm-hmm. that would be really cool. Yeah, it would with to the make sandals T'Challa. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the one he goes That'd into the be lab. So funny. That would be really cool. Yeah, most of the action figures they make for these characters are like this is them in their superhero costume mostly. Um, but I would love some some variations on that. I'd love an old man cap. Is that like Smart Hulk up there? Steve Rogers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when he's in disguise, I should have given him glasses. When he's in disguise, he should need glasses. Well, first of all, they need to make a Marvel Legends uh, Hulk where he has like that suit on that he had, where he was like, "It's like I was born for it," and then and then does the snap. That maybe it's is like I was one made of the, for it. <laughs> what? I don't know if I don't like like that line. <laughs> so it's like I was made for this. It's awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's uh, it's perfect. It's a great way to force the Hulk as and a character also, to like fit into a, an Avenger storyline. Jam in the information like. It's really close to Gamma. There's always a Gamma reference. There's, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, exactly. In the first Avengers like, movie, fuck. like it's giving well, off Gamma radiation. The Hulk is a Gamma guy. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta get, get Gamma. We gotta guy get on Banner. This. Yeah, you know the only way we can travel through time is by manipulating Gamma radiation. Like there's always a bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Gamma reason. Called Banner. Just like, just how like, they I haven't they haven't really done it much, but I swear. Anytime, but also, it's like he's an expert on Gamma radiation yeah. because he's yeah. the Hulk. Yeah. It's not like I'm an expert on blood because I'm a human being. But here's the know? thing. If you had an affliction, you'd probably become a little bit knowledgeable about it. A blood affliction? Yeah, 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 exactly. And the movies almost do it with uh, vibranium. Almost. They kind of have done it t- already where it's like, vibranium, we got to get Black Panther in on this. Like, we got to, you know. <sighs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's too tempting not to do. All right, let's jump in. Hey, everybody. How can you not? Welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. You keep skipping it. What? Bonus, bonus. Oh yeah. Welcome to. We're coming down the. We're coming down the pike. We're guys. Imagine, nearly done with this. Series. Imagine a glowing mine shaft, mm-hmm. and we're falling down it. Uh, and at the bottom is we're out of quarantine. Yeah, but we're still in it now. Exactly. And this is the quarantine. We're stalling. Yes. Bonus edition. This is honestly lining up journey beautifully through the Marvel Cinematic Universe MCU special apps episode of the 500 greatest films podcast my name is hector navarro sitting across from me oh my god take your pick is the uh uh is the okoye to my t'challa yeah 
Mr. Keller Knobloch. That's my favorite uh-huh. uh, relationship in uh-huh. this movie. Yeah, without question. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the best relationship. Uh-huh. <laughs> Say hi, Keller. Uh, I will take his, what is it? If puts his hand on you again. Oh, yeah. I will I impale will him pay- to this desk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, do that for you. I know you Has would. Has anybody ever touched you in my presence? Other than um, Abby? No, never. Exactly. Never. So I won't allow it. Exactly. I won't allow it. <laughs> you are a <laughs> devout uh, mm-hmm. follower of the throne. You yep. love... Hector's on the throne. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this got weird. <laughs> so le- speaking of weird, let's get this out of the way. Keller okay. and I are about to <clears throat> gush about this movie for an hour, now 50 minutes, and we are going to sound like... Baron Zemo in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier talking about... Uh, I'm going to talk like this yeah. the entire time. <laughs> Where he was like, it's true, James. It's it's a masterpiece. Complete. Comprehensive. When he's talking about Trouble Man soundtrack. Oh, um, yeah. Because, <laughs> because we have a white American guy and a Mexican-American guy talking about Black Panther. Black Panther. And how can you talk about this movie without guys, we're talking, talking about... Black Panther. Without... We, uh, yeah. <laughs> stepped all over Giles. <laughs> Sorry, man. Actually... <laughs> Three white guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I just want to get into it because there's a there's actually I just called you a white guy. Yeah, <laughs> two white guys. <laughs> three white guys. Uh, white being synonymous with American in this thing, um, which is already great. Off to a great start. Off to a great start. But that is to say, Keller and I are very aware of the fact that uh, neither of us are black. Neither yeah. is the imaginary character Sir Giles. No. What? <laughs> And so what we are talking about is our read on the movie, our love of the movie, the things that we recognize that they're doing. And of course, there's going to be stuff that we can't speak to, but we can still just talk about how much we love this movie and what it means to us and, you know, what we've observed and how it changed the world. And that's the thing. And what and and there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. So help me remember this, Keller. I want to talk about Black Panther 2. Heard of it. I want to talk about Claw, because you asked me, man, I hope Andy Serkis comes back. Oh, I hope there's a way that Andy Serkis comes back. And I was like, even if he is a monster, though. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, but also Mm -hmm. if he comes back as Claw, I want that as well. Yeah. But I want him to come back as some other character. Dormammu esque character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got you. He's got the fucking super villain voice. Speaking of, Dormammu was also, I think, partly voiced by Cumberbatch himself. So it's not, so that's not, it's not out of the question. There's precedent for that, which is great. Uh, Jarvis Vision. Those two, yeah. Those, so those two things, yeah. It's a really good point. Those two things, I definitely want to talk about, and then plus whatever else comes up organically. But there's like so much to talk about when it comes well, to also, this film. We can't spoil Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, we kind of just did because I directly quoted Baron Zemo in episode. Th- well, I three. mean, that's okay. Okay, that's barely. Everybody okay. knows that Baron Zemo is going to be true. In it. Okay, everybody okay, okay. who's seen it knows that they're okay, going okay, to get okay. Baron Zemo. Remember, but we can't get into. By the time this episode comes out, episode four will already have come out. But the patrons, by the time this comes out for the patrons, only episode three because this is coming out Monday. Okay, so hey guys, we're yeah. fifteen minutes into this. Yeah, full disclosure, <laughs> there might be some spoilers <laughs> about that, and I'll even try to give you another warning at that. I time. see what you're talking about. I see what you're saying because I know what you don't want me to spoil. Okay. It's okay. We can do a little warning. We can for okay. sure do a warning. Yeah. Okay. Good. Look. Good. Look, good looking out. Good looking out. Good heads up. So someone um, has specifically asked. Please don't spoil this. So, yeah. Because I know there are people that are like, I'm gonna wait till the whole show's out, and I'm like, okay, that's a bad way to do it. I and mean, I'm gonna tell you right yeah. now. Whoever's listening to this and feels that way, 
don't do it that way. You yeah. know why? Because be a part of the moment with us. Yeah. And also, I want to fucking talk about it on this podcast. <laughs> I know. Somebody tweeted that at me and I said, listen, that's fine, but you are risking for six weeks of a show or in the case of Invincible, uh, I think weeks? same thing, six weeks. There's eight oh, yeah, episodes. Oh, they did three. But they dropped three. But I'm like, that's fine. But like, Invincible you risk. so good. Yeah, Invincible is great. I just thought about it. Yeah, it's good. I'm glad you like it. Uh, but you, you, when you do that, when you decide to like, all right, I'm, I'm going to wait to watch it. I have a question for you later Ooh. as well. Well, hit me with it now. Is it about the show? Yes. Okay, hit me with it. You said it's on like any animated show you've ever seen. Yeah. Tell me why and how. Um, and when, where. And when and where. Uh, I've seen oh. animated shows that are for adults, so that's not new. I've seen animated shows that are violent, but I haven't seen a show that captures... The same sort of thing that the comic book captures where it's like the comic book and the story sets up the premise is like this is a world you're familiar with. This is a rated PG or PG-13 world of superhero, you know, action adventure. And mm-hmm. and yes, you've seen stuff that people try to do where they're like, OK, superheroes. But what if they were real? Which is at this point so tired. It, everybody has done it. You know, Mark Miller did it with Kick-Ass. Everybody has tried, you know, Watchmen is effectively that. What if they were real? They'd be fucked up. The so, boys is that as well. The boys is that but as also well. I feel like yeah, maybe I like it better than the Watchmen movie. I think the boys. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, the Watchmen movie is that's the thing. When we rewatched it, we were like, oh, this doesn't quite. It's so weird how yeah. it got maybe a lot of visual stuff cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but maybe that wasn't the point. The entire point. That was like the point of Watchmen isn't that it's visually mm-hmm. cool. Anyway, um. I think the thing that I love about Invincible is that it. When there's an Ayn Rand reference, is there one in Watchmen? Uh, probably, definitely, but yeah. there is in yeah, that's Batman. right, in <laughs> Justice League. Yeah. Um, I just think that that the animated show feels like, first of all, it being animated overseas. I'm like, I can feel some anime influence in this anime, meaning yeah, animation from Japan or mm-hmm. Asia, Korea, you know, uh, um, wherever it is that stuff is being animated. Uh, on that side of the but world. But also, didn't you teach me that everything is? Even yes. the Simpsons? Yes. So... Yeah. But but that stuff is... You just... I what? just thought about the paradox there. It is a paradox. It is a paradox. But the difference is, is that I think that at a design level and at an animation level, even if something like The Simpsons is animated in Korea, overseas or whatever, mm-hmm. they're really just trying to match the same style and the same look. But with, even with Invincible, even with the style, the way the characters are designed, I see anime influence in their design. Yeah. And the, you know, the way that the characters in the Guardians of the Globe look, the way War Woman looks, I'm like, ooh, that's and a cool... And just some of the action mm-hmm. choreography Absolutely. and stuff. So I see those influences, and then the show is... I I love it, and it's unlike other shows I've seen, namely because it does feel, just like the comic book, it does feel like it has these moments of like, oh, that is how I would act. That is how people would act. This feels so real to these insane situations. And then comes the violence. And the violence also feels like, oh, if there was a character as strong as these superheroes and they decided to act this way, that is what would happen. Or Mark, when he messes up in episode two and catches and tries to get a woman out of there when she's getting, and you know, breaks her arm. and accidentally like, yeah, breaks her arm and leg because of the way he landed mm-hmm. in this little crater, that's the kind of stuff that's like harrowing. And you don't see superhero that's stuff. That's an added that's, level of responsibility. Yes. That yes. No one ever 
Yes. You don't, I don't see that kind of stuff in anything that pertains to Marvel or DC mainstream superhero things. But think, like you mentioned, things like The Boys, which I haven't seen yet and I want to, Mm -hmm. or things like, uh, I really liked The Tick. That was also, I think, an Amazon show, but it wasn't violent. It was just like really quirky and funny and had other. But that was uh, you know, like PG thirteen in for a sure, for Simpsons-y sure. Way. But I'm also trying to think about like, like anytime I a know show, what you're saying. Yeah, it is, uh, taking it to that level of violence. Yeah, without it being gratuitous uh, or the point. Correct and correct. Uh, it's not the point. Yeah, and I'm trying to think. They're about, not. Yeah, they're not doing it to, and they didn't do it in the comic book to just say, "Oh, look what we're doing. We're different than Marvel and DC. We're doing stuff that those companies and it could might never even do." Be a little bit of that, uh huh. But the, that's the, fine. But the good news but is there's follow through. It's playing it so straight the entire yeah, time. There's follow through. It's not pointing at it. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, it's not reveling in it. No, it's not having fun with it. It's it's, it's like gnarly. Yeah, it's primal. Yeah, it's uh, Gendy Tartakovsky's primal. It's a it's a show that that um is beautifully animated when there's but violent stuff that happens. about the realism of the violence yeah. in that situation? Even though it's a man with dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah. But that would be a bonkers, violent world to yeah. live in. And it's about the aftermath, exactly. And superheroes live in a bonkers, violent world. They can, totally, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. So that's why I, I think Invincible is a show unlike anything I've seen okay. so far. Um, and we're halfway through. There's four more episodes in season one. How are you feeling? I'm loving it, and I'm okay. and I think that there may be a little bit of a lull in the middle, but I think that it's the first season is going to end really strong. So why don't you hand your phone over to Sir Giles so we can jump into the movie of the hour? Sir Giles has been waiting in the wings. If you could please, sir, he's got to get over it. He's got to get over it. If you could please read the Rotten Tomatoes summation of the movie we're talking about tonight. Take it away, Sir Giles. Black Panther, 2018. Director Ryan Kyle. Googler. Black Panther elevates superhero cinema to thrilling new heights while telling one of the MCU's most absorbing stories and introducing some of its most fully realized characters. Thank you, Sir Giles. Uh, kicking it over to Keller. Keller, how do you feel about that? Because I goddamn agree with that. You I goddamn agree? I love that summary. All right, you're going to say that Easter weekend? That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, T'Challa is risen. T'Challa is risen He's indeed. He's risen indeed. He came back. You, hey, man, <laughs> I know you didn't go to church or whatever, but here's how it works. You say T'Challa is risen, uh-huh. and then and I, I say, say he is risen indeed. Gotcha, gotcha, okay? gotcha. T'Challa right. is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. All right. <laughs> Fuck. Glory to Bast. Glory to Bast. Um, Keller, give me your overall thoughts on Black Panther Tonight's the most I've ever enjoyed the film. Uh, really? Yeah. You know why? Why? I just read the Art of Black Panther book that was given to me as a gift by our friend Naeem. Oh yeah, awesome book. And I you're collecting them. It's in my it's in my collection, and this is a book. All of those Art of books are out of print. How many are you missing? I'm missing Winter Soldier. I'm missing the first Guardians. I'm missing Doctor Strange. I'm missing Guardians Two, but I think I ordered that, mm-hmm. and then. I need to double check. I'm, I I I wasn't able to find Agents of Shield season four. What? Uh, but I think I have most of them. You have Ragnarok? No, I don't have Thor. Ragnarok. That's a biggie. You, That's a biggie. It's pricey now. Bi- obvious for you, obviously you are obvious reasons. Me out. But Black Panther's How one are you that not is snagging these immediately. After. I try. I have you been do? trying. Okay. And some just slip through the cracks. The second I can get Art of Black Widow, I'm going to get it. Okay. It, 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 to a point where even if I don't love the movie, I don't care. 
I'm already all in. I'm getting all of these art Mm -hmm. books for that, you know, versus some other franchises. I'll only get art books on specific movies. Because you have a Dark World book. Yeah, I do have the art of Thor. And made you appreciate the movie more. It did. It did. That's actually true. Because the artistry. But the art of Black because Panther. Because honestly, the best thing about Thor 2 is the is artistry. The artistry. The set design. Yeah. yeah. Those and details the that they're costumes. like, well, we took some runes and we put it in the book and shit. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. That and looks cool. Weta was all over that one. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Well, here's how we designed the Dark Elves. I'm like, yeah, that is, okay, that is cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Here's how we designed these weapons that were like these little black hole grenades. I'm like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. But Black Panther is above all of them. In dear God, it's amazing. It's the like artistry. A, they made up a fully realized thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was completely separate from anything that had been established, mm-hmm. and it felt good. They knew they had to do and the real. work. They knew they had to do the they work. They did all of it. How did you Maybe feel? Maybe all of it. How did you feel about the movie tonight? Uh, rewatching it. Give me the goods this and the bads, and go. Might be the least I've ever liked it. Really. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Why? We have to unpack that. We got to unpack it. Mainly noticing Martin Freeman throughout. Mm, all I right. don't like talk that about there's it. just like a CIA agent hanging out with him that the entire is, time. That's something I want to talk about. That was maybe the third thing I wanted to bring up with okay, Black let's Panther go to the first 2. Two. Black Panther 2. Uh, um, Damn it. You told me to remember them. Yeah. And they're shit. gone. Uh, oh my God. What was I going to talk about? Probably something good. My gosh, Black Panther 2. First of all... The I wish we could just rewind what yeah. we said. <laughs> we but can't. someone will be able to oh later. Oh boy, I feel like a real doof. That's what's crazy about this. I feel this. a real goofy doof about that. It's okay, we don't have to worry about it. It'll come up uh, naturally. I think it will organically. Okay. Uh, but at least I remember that I want to talk about the sequel. Okay, no, let's I remember. Talking to- I wanted to talk about the sequel. I wanted to talk about uh, Claw. Oh, Those yeah. are separate ideas. Yes. Those are one and two. And then the third one is Martin Freeman. So we mm-hmm. have to talk about the two white guys. Yes. But first, before we do that, Keller, what did you think of the 3D? Let's just get that out of the 3D, way. 3D, amazing. Mm-hmm. Makes the movie better to look at. Especially in the third act. Especially in the third act, but also throughout. anytime you're flying in the ship, Ugh. anytime you're it flying into Wakanda. never gets old. It never gets old unless you're watching it flat. And then it's like, guys, yeah. now I'm just seeing the cracks in this. <laughs> but when you watch it in 3 fucking D. Yeah. It looks so good. It does. Uh, the The CG fight at the end is not the best, but just between uh, T'Challa and Killmonger, especially. And there's some, even like the Rhino, like there's some stuff where you're like, this doesn't look the best. But I believe that, I don't think this has been confirmed, but it feels like, okay, they started to pivot some of the special effects, visual effects teams, and they're like, we got to do Infinity War, which is which has a lot going on. And Infinity sure, War looks pretty also- great. Because they, they make these movies well, basically the fact at the same that time. Thanos looks so good. Exactly, exactly. It feels like the, not to forgive everything, but it feels so far like the visual effects uh, department in... in well, uh, also, that's the big one. Yeah. And, well, they thought. What? But Black Panther ended up being exactly. the biggest thing in the entire it world. It surprised them. It surprised every, even the people who made Black Panther. It surprised them. Of course. Um, you're absolutely right. I think that Marvel Studios, in retrospect... How much did Black Panther cost? Oh, that's a good question. Look it up. I don't know. And in in, in terms of money, they better get a chunk for Black Panther. They made a billy, baby. That movie oh, made exactly. a billion I'm I'm dollars. Black Panther Two movement. better get a oh, budget. Yeah. They oh, yeah. should like Infinity yeah. War budget. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I would agree with that. Um, yeah, totally. Uh, what was I going to say? It seems like not to again forgive things where where it cost two hundred million. Oh my God, made a billion. 
Yeah. $1.3 billion. $1.3 So a, a billion, 300 million? Yeah. Dude. And it costs $200 million? Yeah. Oh, that's it a made a billion and then it's budget and then half its uh, budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love it, man. Uh, but Marvel Studios, visual effects, it seems like so far up to this point, they know when to spend money where. They know. They're like, this is a fully CG character, Thanos. We got to spend money on that. You know, this is, yeah. this is. Uh, I don't know. There's tons of examples of stuff that doesn't look great, great, but it just, it seems like they're good and at. And I feel like they put in, you know, like, well, like what, what I'm looks most amazing. That's the Wakanda thing. What I most amazing. appreciate yeah. is the level of set yeah. design, the yeah. level of and like you're costume saying, design, they're flying into this. They're, they're flying into the city, and I'm like, this shit looks like a real city. This the place yeah. looks real. You know, um, yeah, it's just some of the some of the uh, and there's a bunch of different reasons for it. Some of the CG ishness of it's tough because they're supposed to be just real how people. Interesting visually it oh, is at all times absolutely so that's that's the 3d we got that out of the way so now we got to talk about martin just like, freeman no we don't have to oh, do that yet okay go ahead. or we can we can just yeah. but i feel like we should segue into production design oh let's shit. do it let's do it because you okay. just read the art of book oh my and you're talking oh about all the stuff that they got inspiration from mm-hmm. to come up with the architecture the buildings mm-hmm. and it's a whole design philosophy that is like they took that idea of like, what if this place was never colonized and mm-hmm. really took it to its full extent. And the thing I love, and it's what you mentioned earlier, it's like, this is feels like a fully realized place. They did the work. And what I am so blown away by is that Marvel Studios, they're making each of these movies. They make Thor The Dark World. They make Ant-Man. They make Guardians of the Galaxy. They make movies that have I feel like different worlds, the, for sure. Maybe the biggest uh, parallel story-wise... Mm-hmm maybe is thor is thor the first thor. because asgard just, you know that's what fucking wakanda is wakanda it's a is a shining like, city yeah yeah absolutely uh the di- the difference is is that even with um a, a fantastical place like asgard and the design that went into three movies now even up to this point three movies we haven't seen ragnarok yet we haven't rewatched it but like ragnarok just came out in mm-hmm. the th- right because this came out in february of 2018 so ragnarok came out 2017 november. November. So there had been three Thor movies. There had been, you know, Iron Man movies and Captain America movies and a yeah. Hulk movie and Avengers movies. And they I can't spent believe Ragnarok came out before this. Yeah. They spent the most time getting Wakanda right. Yes. It it feels as though all of the filmmakers, especially Kevin Feige and all the Marvel Studios heads that hired people like Ryan Coogler, they all understood the responsibility of like we can't just half ass this. We can't just, you know, as as cool. I wonder how long they worked on it. I like when it started they worked on it basically right after civil war and then i guess took two years because they filmed civil war t'challa was bozeman they, but they Chadwick already knew was they were gonna make it. a black panther movie yes when he they was did in that so yes, they, they weren't working on anything before that maybe they were like i wonder when research started when i bet you well think about this uh ryan coogler co-wrote and then directed creed and creed came out 2015 did Ryan Coogler write the script for Black Panther? I think he, I think, look this up. I think he might be credited as a story by. Okay. And then somebody else wrote the screenplay. No, I think him and someone else wrote the screenplay. Credited as, I believe. But with whatever Marvel Studios already had in place, uh, they brought in Coogler. But but Coogler said in the like. Joe Robert Cole. Yeah, with Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Screenplay. Uh, because Coogler had just co-wrote Creed with another writer, uh, Aaron Covington, 
And um, him and Cove did Creed. Creed comes out. I'm pretty positive Kevin Feige, people at Marvel Studios saw Creed and they were like, we have to get these folks. They got Tessa Thompson. They got Ryan Coogler. Coogler comes with Michael B. Jordan. You know, Stallone is going to show up in a Guardians movie. Like they, (laughs) Marvel Studios loved Creed. Um, And so I'm pretty sure that- Who didn't? Honestly, I'm pretty sure that uh, when Civil War came out, they were already working on Black Panther, and they already had Ryan Coogler there. Mm-hmm. He was in-house. He's developing the stuff. And then it comes out in 2018. So maybe a year or two years. Like I don't know the timetable on this movie, but it, it it just feels like they took more time on it, doesn't it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like It yeah. feels like they'd been working on it. It's like one of those things like, this has been my project that I've been passionately mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. get made for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's like what we thought... Uh, Valerian, or whatever, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. was gonna be. Besson, I've been working on this movie for my entire life. Oh, I wanted to make it ever since I read the comic book. Ever since and in the 1980s, I read this comic book. I said, I'm going to make this into a piece of shit someday. Exactly. I'm going to be the one, huh? It's it going to be great. It feels like <laughs> someone, someone spent their life. I know, man. Why do you think it feels? Can I say why I think I do? It feels like that. Why? Because it feels like. And I don't know whose idea it was. It, I'm, I want to give the credit to Ryan Coogler because Coogler is Oakland, because Coogler is an African-American guy. Yeah. And in the foreword for the art of book, he talks about that. He talks about how he was a kid. He loved comic books. And one day he went to a comic book store in Oakland and he said, are there any superheroes that are black? And the guy took him over to Black Panther. And he was really impressed with it. But Coogler, as a little kid, as a young man, as a little kid, he was like, but he's from Africa. He's not like me. And he recognized that yeah. was a different experience. So then cut to all these years later, he like gets... Luke Cage. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. that's what's special about Luke, is yeah. that he is the Marvel uh, answer to that. As it, like it, the, Luke represents the American experience. He's a black man, but he's in the unite. Like this is what his life is like. Very different than T'Challa. Mm-hmm. But the themes explored about being black or being a non-white person in the world can still be explored within a Wakandan comic book story. I mean, you read Ta-Nehisi Coates. The criticism Which is another reason his, I want Luke Cage to come into... The MCU proper. MCU proper. Me too, man. Me too. Uh, look, fingers crossed that Daredevil's the first, and I think that could open up the door. If if, if Daredevil is in Spider-Man three, like everybody is saying that he is, that's, that's the thing. It. That's you it. saw that apparently Disney's like we're gonna start shooting multiple options. That way, if somebody leaks oh, it online, right. we can just change yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that fully. Somebody did say that. I don't know if that, I do either. But it's like I that's think also it's just a, impossible to do. Um, yeah, with and some also, stuff. With some that stuff. would. As an actor, how mm-hmm. do you mm-hmm. do that? Mm-hmm. It's kind of impossible to do. Um, yeah, so uh, I think the reason this movie feels like it's a 10-year-long passion project is because Ryan Coogler comes in and either the story was already... And it was also Nate Moore, who was, I believe, the producer he was talking to. Mm-hmm. Nate Moore was a producer on Captain America Civil War. Didn't you say he pitched his own... Yep. Getting, or putting him in Civil War. Yep. And yeah. Nate Moore is also a producer on The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I think he is the highest um, uh, titled, I guess, mm-hmm. black executive at Marvel Studios, I believe, is okay. Nate Moore. I may be incorrect, mm-hmm. but whenever people talk about the sort of heads of the studio, it's Kevin Feige, it's Victoria Alonso is on like the special effects side, you know, Sarah Haley Finn is casting, and then Nate Moore is there as well as one of the producers that that's like the heads of development. So he's this guy. 
I, th- I think it's because they brought in Coogler and all of a sudden the movie Black Panther became about, okay, well, why didn't Wakanda do anything about slavery? Yeah. And that's the whole point of the movie. The entire movie answers that question. Or colonization in general. In general. And it opens in a 1992 flashback. And in fact, the gut punches, when you watch the movie for the first time, you learn later, like, oh, the opening narration was Sterling K. Brown and his character talking to Killmonger, telling him the history of Wakanda. Yeah. And in that history, he still says, you know, the rest of the world was in strife. And then it, it, it has that sand special effects and it goes through and there's people in chains. There's black people in chains, Africans in chains, putting getting put on boats. And you're like, oh my God. And the whole movie answers, if Wakanda is this is this amazing place, the only way that it could have existed in the Marvel Comics universe and in the movie universe and have not changed the entire uh, direction of history is if they stayed isolationist. They chose not to. They chose not to, which is like kind of super fucked up. <laughs> but, it, you know, you got to like take it all the way back to the... True. Yeah. But you have to think about... The, sure. The entire world. Sure. Think about all of the billionaires who could end world hunger, who could end exactly, homelessness. Man. Exactly. Who could end... Exactly. Uh, it's like... Glo- like climate change. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is... Yeah, it's 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 a real world parallel, and I love that the story. They of, have less of a right to hoard their yes. money than the Wakandan true, do. True, very true. And protect their you know there's borders. Mul- there's multiple characters in this movie that are coming at the movie, and the movie is T'Challa that are coming at T'Challa with different angles. Nakia is one. She's saying we can do, we can help people and help ourselves, and we can do it better than everyone else. And I'm like, she's right. That's the way to yeah. That's it's it's awesome that so so many of these characters feel that way, and even T'Chaka, who represents the old ways, you know, who is killed in Captain America: Civil War, who killed his own brother in 1992 in Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. Even him in the ancestral plane, he's saying he was the truth that I chose to omit. I chose I I chose our country over my family. Well, earlier and my he said nephew. it is difficult. To be you a, good, a man good man and a king. And a king. Oh, it's and all it's right there. watching that again, mm-hmm. it's like he's saying that because he knows he, he, he was he not made, a good man. Yes. You're absolutely right. Um, so I just I, I just love that the entire movie is um, answering that. I remember before the film came out, I think it was before the film came out, our buddy Iffy. Another thing I'm not sure about. What? Is the... It's decided by combat. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Sure. You guys base your entire... <laughs> Super technologically, you know, yeah, future exactly. advanced. Well, I mean, they still have a royal family. Like, that is... that that's, They have a yeah. monarchy. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. And and I've had discussions with some friends, and I'm going to get to our friend Ify Wadaway in a second, because mm-hmm. he had a great point. But I've had discussions with uh, my friend Damien Poitier, mm-hmm. who loves marvel comics i mean he's been in these movies he was in civil war like he's he's thanos he's you know he 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 is a true blue comic book nerd and he talks about how wakanda i do a show every 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 other week yeah comic book squad he's he we've had discussions where he's like wakanda is this amazing place and then i've and and then we were talking about the ta-nehisi coats run and damien's like i don't love how Tanahisi make it's a very westernized American perspective of the world. Okay. Tanahisi's bringing in his 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 mm-hmm. idea that there would be strife in Wakanda, that the people are fighting amongst each other, and Damien disagrees with that. He goes, "It's kind of like when he didn't say this directly, but I'm just bringing up this comparison. It's when people say like, "Oh, there shouldn't be uh fighting within the Federation in Star Trek." If if the Federation meets other 
planets and they're dealing with stuff like, hey, that's all Star Trek. That's all good. Yeah. But within its own utopian, quote unquote, society. So that's, that's sort of Damien's perspective. And he's not wrong because it's a valid perspective. I but, don't think there, but it, it, there's, there can never be. Well, with, with the entire monarchy? premise is that it is a flawed utopia. The entire premise of, of Black movie, Panther yes. is that it is a flawed utopia. Yes, yes. And the fact that there is basically a civil war in the middle of it. I know, at the end of the film. Means that there was there, yeah. some sort of strife yeah, there. Exactly. So I, I now I want to talk to Damien about this film again. I want to I want to pick his brain about it. I'm sure he 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 has some great takes on it. Um, and that's another thing that we talked about that I don't love about the movie. Which is what? It doesn't really go into... I mean, Wakandans die. You're right. The people of Wakanda. Yes. And it doesn't... Like, the people who side with Killmonger, uh, some of them... And I, don't, I don't know how many... I don't want to say a like lot. Like, it is. It's fucked up. They're we killed. stay with the royals the whole time. Yeah. We're never finding out about That's true. the... Uh, and when we do... It's somebody like... I saw um, a tweet. I wish I could credit the person who tweeted it because I've been thinking about it since yeah. we watched... Uh, spoiler alert. Civil War? Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. And... Uh, Do you want to get into Falcon this. and Winter Soldier right now? We don't have to right now. Okay. I'm, we can talk about this right okay, now. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I see you dancing around it. I yeah, see you dancing yeah, yeah. around it. Yeah. Uh, what was their point about Black Panther? Someone said something about uh, loving ba- Black Panther and mm-hmm. their criticism was like... You mean the movie that ends with this mm. white CIA agent flying around killing black people trying to start a revolution? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Oh, I remember when the movie Black Panther came out and that was a lot of people's, they were upset that Disney was putting out this idea that revolutionaries are bad. Well, and that's not even. That because on some level that is what this movie's saying, but I think on another level it's saying the opposite. The movie's saying revolution is possible. Yes. And should be done better yes it, th- i i, I we think can do it and we can do it better yes is yes that line it's nakia because yeah. this is the old way mm-hmm. killmonger right. wants a new world but he's going about it the old way yeah that brought that's nothing. true t'challa yells at him he goes you've become what you hate that's yeah. a powerful moment at the end and i think that i think that the movie even though it's about a royal family and there's a monarchy in wakanda and there's a whole bunch of stuff politically to dive into to explore in the stories and and just really quickly, side diversion, if you go back to the origin of Black Panther in the comic books, it's a bunch of Jewish guys, white Jewish guys in New York in the 60s who created this character. They created yeah. one of the first, if not the first, major black prominent superhero character. Mm-hmm. But they created him in a context where he would not be a threat to white American comic book readers. They said, yeah. this guy's from a, a, a country in Africa that is so, he can't be from down the street in New York. He can't be a black man smarter than Reed Richards in the United States. You know, he can't be more successful than Tony Stark in mm-hmm. the United States. So even at its core... Which is why that, now spoiler alert, that moment in Falcon Winter Soldier where yeah. they go to find, uh, what's his name? The original Captain America? Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley. <clears throat> That's why that moment hits a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. It's, it's Sam going, you mean there was a black super soldier and nobody knew about it and nobody told He Steve could have been the it? face of... He could have been heroism. a superhero. Absolutely. Yeah. He could have been Absolutely. Captain America. Absolutely. He could have been. Mm-hmm. And instead he was put in jail for 30 years. Yeah. And I think that the movie, even when people have very valid criticisms about the CIA, about this Disney film that is telling us that revolutionaries are evil. I mean, you could even point to some of the other, like, look, when you write a good villain character and, and full stop, Killmonger is a villain. He's the bad guy. But when you write a good one, you will you see it. You see it. 
You even, see why. Even Thanos has a point, but he's the most evil. Mm-hmm. But he's but the way he's written and acted, where he's like, I'm the only one that understands. Well, it's also the you know? reason that people buy Darth Vader yeah, being okay sure. at the end of it. For sure. And it's look. Like because Marvel has some, did a, yeah. a couple genocides. Yeah. <laughs> and people love Kylo Ren, and he was also like a party to genocides. Yeah, a few of them. Multiple genocides, mm-hmm. you know? But like uh, going to that Marvel tradition, Magneto is a great character. Even Doctor Doom, who's the most evil of all the evil, there's Doctor Doom stories where you go, oh, I get it though. I get it. Of course. I, I side because with him. Because that's good I, you writing. Know, it's good writing. So it's called a motivation. To me, the movie's almost protagonist is Killmonger, you know? Because it me, shows, you, it oh shows you him saying almost all the right things. Yes. But in the in the exact, like, in while acting terribly. Yeah, and like, I think, to uh, me, Killmonger is Ryan Coogler because Killmonger even came from Oakland in 1992 as a kid. And the movie does not shy away from showing you what's happening on the TV screen in that flashback. You know, and you get to the points in these movies where Killmonger is saying things like, you're all sitting up here comfortable, you know, and he's saying people around the world that look like us. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? You're not their king. Like, oh, don't we all come from Africa? Aren't you supposed to? It's all these things that I feel like it's Ryan Coogler, his co-writer, the producers of this movie saying about the very concept of Black Panther to then justify the existence of Wakanda and Black Panther, because at the end of the movie, they open up to the world and Chachala goes to the U.N., and they're like, well, what can you offer us? And it's his characters, the women next to him, Okoye and Nakia just smiling like, oh, what can we offer? And it's this beautiful metaphor for like, yeah, it's just so, you know, it's all valid criticism, you guys. And well, I want to talk about Martin Freeman, especially. But like a thing the movie, I kept thinking about yeah. when I saw Martin Freeman yeah. was Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel Kalula. Well, amazing. CIA. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't yeah don't do it yeah just don't have him in the movie yeah because of what the cia represents and how the cia has assassinated black revolutionaries yes. in this country like it is a fact and it's making me the, so mad know, yeah right now <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the character of everett k ross everett ross played by martin and Freeman. even if he is a comic book character sure fine mm-hmm. and it's well, here, here's what I'm here's what I'm going to bring up because I want to talk about him. I want to talk through this character and should his have just existence been claw. in the movie. It should have just been Claw as the white guy in the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I also want to say this: if you're a Marvel comic book reader, traditionally before the Black Panther movie came out and before some of some more of his stories were further explored, I've always felt like as a as a Marvel comics reader, every superhero had their arch enemy. Spider Man had the Green Goblin. Didn't it Claw? Yeah, yeah. I always thought that Black Panther's arch enemy was Claw. That's and I think what it was, I even what I've read. I think it, yeah, I think it was so smart that this movie was like we can't have Andy Serkis's Claw as great as Circus is be the main villain in this. Let's make this about Wakanda. Let's make it about if our heroes can be these fully actualized Black African characters. Why couldn't we have a fully actualized villain or threat that is also a Black character so that it doesn't become because. Killmonger versus T'Challa is not about black versus white. No. It's not even about African versus American. Uh, actually, you know what? It kind it, it little it little is. A little is. And that's different than black versus white. That's different than and I don't think they did it to avoid like, well, we don't want to make, you know, white people angry. I don't think that. I don't think that at all. I think Black Panther the movie made a lot of white people angry 
like a lot of racist oh, white people. And, and I'm like, then it made great. That's great. $1.3 billion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stay mad. That's great. But, yeah. but I just think it's that thing of like, um, uh, in the same way that, um, WandaVision's villain was not a male character, but a female character. Cause Wanda is the, yeah. hero. you know, you should be able to do that. You should be able to do that. Um, uh, and I think that's also that's also a part of representation, is to be like you know. Anyway, anyway, the point is, Everett Ross is a character from the comic books. Sure, he was in the movie Captain America: Civil War, and they cast Martin Freeman only because they knew at that point Marvel Studios they're like he's going to be in the Black Panther movie. Why is he in this movie? Is it just to have a good guy white guy? I don't think so. Um, first of all, Martin Freeman's great. Secondly, you don't need a movie this beautiful with this kind of cast to also have a white person just for inclusivity. Like that, that's uh, yes. I don't think so. I don't think that's why he's in the movie. I think he's in the movie because <clears throat> two things. Number one, in the comic books, this character was originally created, and he was based off of uh, Matthew Perry's character Chandler Bing from Friends. He was based off. He was supposed to be that guy. Okay. And the reason that Christopher Priest, who was the writer of the Black Panther comics where this character first appeared, created him was to basically, stay with me on this, uh, make T'Challa seem way fucking awesome in comparison. Because this guy was kind of a bumbling idiot, and yeah. he worked for the United States government, and that was the point, was that he represented this side of the U.S. government that was like, oh, we know everything about this third they world country. They didn't in this movie. And they didn't know anything. But they didn't do that in this no, movie. No, but like, they- You're a great pilot. And you're gonna go yeah, and you're gonna kill a bunch of but people. But there's, but Keller, there's still a lot of um, you're ignorant and you don't know about, uh, like, like Claw knows more about what. That's the whole point. Like Claw is a guy who is, you know, he's like, oh, you think you know about? And the thing about Andy Serkis's character is, it, or Martin Freeman's character, uh, Ross, is that he's so sure about his intelligence. But here's the thing, he's I so know the confident. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. But not everybody does. Let them be dumb. <laughs> Let them be dumb. Let but not him everybody be does. A bumbling fool but the here's, whole time. Here's the second thing. At least. Here's the second thing. I think that um, he comes off as a hero. And yeah. He, he saved my life. Who who did that? That's what Nakia says. Yeah, that's, that's true. So I think the second thing that happens is that they show I that do this guy. Love Mbaku and everybody barking at him or whatever. <laughs> right again, there's there's yeah. even at even towards the end, even when he comes up and he's healed, you know, sure he's like, Don't do that, colonizer. Like yeah. these little jabs, these little things. But I think that I think the turn is that when Ross uh is depicted as a hero when he takes a bullet for Nakia. Yeah. Whether or not he needed to, because maybe Nakia would have been fine and bulletproof. The point is is that he still dove in front of a bullet, got hit in the spine, mm-hmm. and they're like, shit. And it's just a situation, a, an excuse to get him into Wakanda. We yeah. got to we got to get him to Wakanda. We can save him there. We'll get him there. Um, and I think as soon as that happens, and I he's still in Wakanda, feel like he needed to be in any of the movie. Uh, well, this is what the this is the purpose that the character serves. Okay, he I think to me, effectively goes against his training. Maybe I'm wrong, but this is my perspective on this character. When he's in Wakanda, instead of him calling out his bosses his superior cia but, and tell whatever we gotta i'm gonna tell because the wakandans are like his job is to report to his folks it's his job to do that we can't bring him into wakanda and then uh nakia's like so we let him die and okoye is like fuck yeah we let him die and t'challa's like 
I can't do that because T'Challa's a good man. That's yeah. his flaw. <laughs> that's so the thing. But the also, si- don't si- let him die. I'm not saying... Right. But again, that's, that's the, the story. That's the, story the impossible... Put, the, the story put yes, us in that situation, to have making us think about T'Challa that. come out as a hero as well. And to have T'Challa be able to trust in... Now, here's the thing. All of these superhero movies, all of them, are rife with characters that are part of organizations that are bad, but the character themselves is a heroic, singular individual. And that even is at odds with what these movies' messages are. I get it. But they have so many not of the movies, said that the CIA is bad in a movie. In a Marvel movie, no. That's the thing. I know. But the but this Marvel movie, Black Panther, did just say colonization is bad, uh, isolation is bad. Um, and uh, he does say that Killmonger was a part of an American squad. Oh, absolutely. Black he goes, people. he's one of ours. Which, you know, and then Killmonger saying, I went to Iraq and killed people. I killed mm-hmm. my own. Like, he he also represents a side of the CIA. It's not fully. Uh, you're totally right. And again, it's valid to criticize. But they're too... You know. Yeah. You're right. But look, even with the Avengers, we know Steve Rogers is a good guy. Because the whole point of his fucking movies is like, he has a good heart. He's a good man. He's a skinny little boy. And then he's a good guy. He's still part of the Avengers. They have still been party to people dying. Sokovia Accords. That's the whole point yes, of that, right? And but even I'm then, not talking about that. But the CIA, I'm talking about what the CIA is in the real world. Correct. What this movie is about. Yeah. And his part in and this his movie. part in it. What I'm saying is, I don't think it's necessary. I if if what you're saying, I th- I want to meet halfway. I don't think CIA involvement is necessary unless you're going to say something about how bad the CIA is. But then, what is Killmonger? Uh, they he don't is that. even. He is that, but Killmonger kind of did his own thing, right? The but m- also, it's just uh, <laughs> Martin Freeman isn't saying, and that's something I hate about the CIA. No, true. He's like he's one of ours. It's that's true. one of the guys that we have that does all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. He's You're right. Like, oh, that's his department. We water cooler, but that's yeah. about it. <laughs> I know him. I know about him. Uh, no, you're right. And then in the movie, they're in Korea, and the CIA is trying to buy vibranium off of claw yeah um and t'challa comes over to him and he goes you're not walking out of here with him like i'm getting him and then he's like look i like you we're friends i didn't tell the world that you run around in pajamas and you're a superhero so we're even quote unquote but then he goes whatever the cia is doing with their money whatever i'm doing on behalf of the cia is none of your concern and that's because ross believes he's doing the right thing Ross does believe himself to be a heroic, good person. He was in the Air Force. Now he's the CIA. I don't think he does. I think he does. Especially in the Civil War, where he's like uh, trying to tough guy talk. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. It's all posturing. It's all bullshit. But I think that um, I think that the, the reason I believe Ross thinks he's doing a good thing, or maybe the audience is supposed to believe that he is a heroic individual, is because of the fact that they bring him into Wakanda. He is healed and cured. He learns about the ru- the real truth. He learns I, that it was a lie, I and then sides hear, with them, and then sides with them. like he's he's I like know. okay, but then you're you're right. What you're I'm saying, saying is, the side is don't do it. Don't have like actually. There's one good CIA dude. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but I think that the reason they did it is because. I'm saying I think the it's reason for thing. it. It's I a story get it. thing. It's a story thing. Does it and, do more harm uh, or good ultimately? I don't think... And I, I mean, I guess I don't know the answer. I guess I don't know. I don't either. If people are saying it does more harm... I'm thinking about it now. Yeah, for sure. And... If people are saying it does more harm, then fair. 
That's I fair. think that's maybe the only that's thing fair. that maybe ages a little poorly about this movie. I mean, no, it's not even an aging thing because the thing you're talking about, people were talking about it when the movie came out. Trust me. You can go back and read reviews and critical analysis. And even though the movie is universally praised. Yes. Except you want to hear something racist. If you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it's got like a 98% critic score. 79% audience score. That's got to uh, be racist yeah. white people. Mm-hmm. That's got to be definitely <laughs> people that hate Ghostbusters with women. Like that's them, you know, review bombing Rotten exactly. Tomatoes to be like audience score. This movie's bad. I bet you if we were, I don't trust you know, any audience. Sure, 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 sure. Again, um, but uh, I think it's all fair and valid criticism. But I also think that I think I the, still love this movie. Oh, I know, and I think that the 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 reasons I'm even forgiving to these movies even the ones that are all pro-military propaganda, we've talked about this before with Iron Man, we'll talk about it again with Captain Marvel, is because to me, the message is, I, if people see them and they go, this is a recruitment tool, I get it. Well, I hear you saying forgiving. Yeah. I don't forgive it. Sure. I, it's an issue I have with the movie. Yeah. And, and movies, I am plural. not. Movies, yes, mm-hmm. all of them. And like, I think none I of it am, is forgivable. I think I am... Uh, the way that I interpret the stuff is that because I wasn't recruited by it as a kid in my kid brain, because I as an adult can see that shit and go, yeah. yes, but the CIA is bad. I'm never going to join the army. I will not automatically side with anything that the United States of America says politically. True. You know, because I can see all this stuff. I also, because I have these characters in my DNA from when I was a kid. You also got the point of the characters yeah, back then. They're so. individuals to me. Uh, Tony Stark stops making weapons. Is he still representative of the U.S. Well, and her it's interests? Like yeah. we talked about, yeah. it's the dudes who put the Punisher logo yeah. or the Superman exactly. logo on the back of their pickup truck. Exactly, they haven't like, read a goddamn comic book. Yeah, it's like it, you, they don't you, right. But what does the Punisher represent? He represents a lot of things, but he does also represent taking guns and killing people. Yes, sorry, that's also, part of it. That's part of it. Captain America does that. Uh, he, he does, he does. You know, and that's that's part of the stuff that if you're a fan of the stuff that you have to. Uh, reckon with if you're you know well it's like watching an action movie Mm -hmm. you have to like you do you got to think about it bad guys get shot even in you know people who watch star wars i remember this video came out years ago this woman who was like speaking of i think she was cia she goes you have to understand around the world the people who are like terrorists and insurgents when they watch star wars they're like we're the good guys the united states is the empire and you know what they're They're right. right And yeah. these are, but but then what do I get when I watch Star Wars? I get it and I absorb it, and I'm like, these are heroic people fighting for what they believe in, mm-hmm. and I still, I, I don't want, I don't know if I do forgive it. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Maybe this whole thing is an exercise in me being okay well, with this is, you know, it is. We both have context. Yeah. So many people are yeah. ignorant, blissfully so, mm-hmm. willfully so, mm-hmm. and. We know. We Mm -hmm. know better. And I think in that, you're right, I think in that context, let's compare it to the movie we just watched, Spider-Man Homecoming, which was theatrically released about half a year, a year before this movie. Yeah. Uh, But we just watched it a week ago. Mm -hmm. And even in that movie, we're talking about how, like, it's pretty aware, it's pretty woke. Yes. There's little references, jokes, there's things about, you know, I don't want to go... And the thing is, that movie has those, and Mm -hmm. then this does a little bit, Mm -hmm. like the colonizer... Mm -hmm. But then, I don't know. I like, think there's that, no reckoning, or I don't. I mean, I think the reckoning is. It's not obviously. I don't know. I just don't think it's necessary, or at least the way they wrote him was 
it's just a story shortcut and i get it sure but i mean i think there's a bunch of different stuff i think one part of it is is that this character does exist within the black panther world and he provides a dynamic in the comic books and so they were thinking yeah let's he should be a part of the movie and we can cast him and put him in civil war and it's martin freeman or even and let him have great him, actor great actor. i'm fine with him being in that scene yeah don't have him be the hero don't have him have to come back but mm-hmm. him being the guy who's trying to do the same thing like cameo all day that's fine mm-hmm. uh, but don't have him in the th- sort of third act and helping all of the he's in the, the rest of the heroes movie. yeah he is yeah as soon as he shows up in, that's like in the casino that's uh, right. a quarter of the way through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah he's in two three quarters of the film yeah i think that uh again to me my reading is that he is a cia guy at the end of the film he's conceivably still in the cia he doesn't like leave the organization the entire time they're still calling him agent so-and-so right right right. agent that's Ross, another whatever. thing it's yeah. like i don't think that anybody would it in be... wakanda would be respect would like lieutenant barnes and it's like oh yeah, <laughs> wouldn't yeah. Have to say no bucky they call like, him white wolf yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but they like um, correct him it's like i don't think that they would acknowledge the titles of the military mm-hmm <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not. I wonder if it's almost a disrespect thing. No, it seems like it's a, I don't know. They just call him Everett or Ross or whatever. Agent Everett or Agent Ross. Yeah, is what they call him. Do you think it would have been better or worse if he was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent instead of CIA? Because S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, is also like, it's basically just a metaphor Here's what I want. For the I want CIA. them, he can be in it. Mm-hmm. I want them to point at it. Yeah, to point at it, yeah. To say, well, your organization has killed revolutionaries. And then for him to be like, like yeah that's true or even have killmonger say something to him be like yeah. you got this guy here yeah, cia yeah. Mm-hmm. you knowing, know what the cia did knowing what they did and then t'challa could say i mean t'challa says i can't speak for past kings right and i think that is a great moment between him and mbaku because mbaku is like you're the first king to visit our tribe in centuries which is crazy because that tribe is still part of Wakanda, the Jabari tribe, the mountain tribe. Yeah. So maybe if there was some reckoning for Ross to be like, I can't speak for past CIA, if he, but I'm different. Something I'm like tr- that. I want to try to be different, you know? And is the is the act of him effectively defying his orders and deciding to stay in Wakanda help T'Challa because he re- recognizes what the, what the threat is and um, even risk his own life? Within that little, you know, hologram thing where they're shooting him, he's like, "How much time do I got?" And they're like, uh, "You know, Trevor Noah is saying you fifty percent, you know, yeah, window yeah, yeah. or whatever." And he's like, "Put me back in." Like that little heroic moment. Would it have been better if he was killed? Did he died? And then like, what? Well, you know, and then Wakanda would have to like. Go, I don't know because then he's I don't a know. martyr. Right. I don't know. Uh, but it maybe so it's just it's just the it's reckoning. All, just it's acknowledge just it. Acknowledge, acknowledge it. it. Point yeah. at it. I would be curious to see what they do with that character in any future Marvel thing. True. Because again, the events of this movie are supposed to take place in 2016, right after Civil War. It's supposed to be a few months before T'Challa and Okoye Nakia show up at the UN. And Ross is there. And Ross, so uh, so I'm like, okay, up to that point, Ross did not spill the beans. He did not tell the CIA, Mm -hmm. hey, they have a mound of vibranium, a mountain, and they're actually way more advanced than we are. He didn't do that. He kept the secret. And it's like, did he do it for bad reasons or good reasons? I don't think I don't anybody ever thought about that. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? The filmmakers didn't think about why Ross wouldn't have? Or just when he, they put him in that and he's standing there at the UN or whatever? He, yeah, he's like sitting in a chair in the audience. I don't think the, they were yeah. thinking about if he talked. They're just like, ooh, 
Martin Freeman's got to be there. Yeah. I don't think they'd... Uh, I, I think they did. Because the scene could have played out differently. The scene literally could have been T'Challa being called to testify because Ross was like, you have to tell the truth about Wakanda. Like, yeah. the fact that he was there and silent means he is seeing his friend nodding, giving that nod of approval, like, we've been through an adventure together and I know the truth. And good for you, like, doing the right thing and opening up and stepping yeah. into the spotlight and doing all that stuff. But the truth is going forward with a new Black Panther story where is Ross? Where does he fit into the picture? Or if he's in a future MCU movie. Now, in the past, they had S.H.I.E.L.D., quote-unquote S.H.I.E.L.D., be revealed to be infiltrated by Hydra. So what happened? All the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, Sharon Carter goes and she tried out for the CIA. But then she, as we just learned in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, went on the run yeah. because she helped Captain America. So, mm-hmm. like, what's going to happen? Spoiler, 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 what, spoiler. From, For Captain America Civil War. That happened in, you know, 2016, again, okay. when that movie came out. Um so, so yeah, it's just like, yeah, are there repercussions for having the character Ross be in the film, learn about Wakanda, or now does it not I matter? Don't think, yeah, they can for sure deal with it later, they and can. I would 100% be yeah. pumped and if I they think, did. I think that that these movies are still... Which is another, like, Falcon Winter Soldier. We're going to do military stuff with the military mm-hmm. boys all mm-hmm. the military time. All the military Except time. for we're going to do stuff that maybe isn't okay with the it's military. It's like off the grid, kind of, like, right? It's, Sam and Bucky, they're like, we don't have to answer to... That's one thing that is frustrating about mm-hmm. some of these movies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they don't answer those questions. They're, they're and they should. Vague. Yeah. They're way too vague about yeah. that. What's government sanctioned? Mm-hmm. What is them the, t- the strongest they've been has been renegade. Sokovia Accords. That's the strongest this franchise has committed to any of those when it kinds has to of stop ideas and actually explain and think about it it's like mm-hmm. when they made watchmen the tv show it's like we have to lay mm-hmm. out how reparations would work if there was a a yes. robert redford presidency mm-hmm. you know and he was he running on a very liberal ticket what would he you know and which is what yeah. this mm-hmm. black panther asks a lot of those same questions it does it answers some stuff yes and the main one is how could Wakanda deal with not having done anything about colonization? And also, and it's to, how can you know, all these superheroes have done nothing about everything the CIA has done? Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just I was just seeing a, a, a Twitter convo today about talking about how Bucky, as the Winter Soldier, assassinated everybody. Maybe like I'm like maybe JFK. Maybe like. You know, these superhero movies have done this shit before Magneto of killed JFK, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, in one of the X-Men movies, like, because it was a magic bullet, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, so it's like, yeah, what does that mean for Bucky? And in his TV show, he's trying to make, you know, amends yeah. in a way. So are these movies about these characters dealing with history and then trying to make amends for it, trying to make up for it? What's going to happen? Can you ever get to a point, point within the fictional MCU that the CIA disbands? The shield did, you know. Could you could you get that to that point? Be... And then if they do, would that be too far? Because now it's all of a sudden sci-fi Star Trek and not a reflection of our real real world and our well, real struggles. Again, what they need to do is fucking yeah. point at it. You point. That's it. If it's a point at it, without solving it, then we can go on. Then we sure. can move forward. Acknowledge it. Keep acknowledging it until it does go away. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. That's to act like it doesn't exist, yeah. like it kind of do in this movie. Yeah. They act like that. The CIA, 
I don't know. Was always good. I mean, not was always good because they do point at what at Killmonger, Killmonger does, right? But right. they don't. But go. I hear what you're saying. They didn't, especially as it pertains to Black history. Yes, they didn't point at that. Um, and I wonder if because it's uh, I I don't know, I don't think that the reason was malicious for that for that omission. I don't think because it's like you look at Ryan Coogler and, it and I'm like, could have even been fucking cut. Maybe I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I, because I, this movie fucking goes there at it times. It does. Like Ryan that, Coogler, yeah. His, uh, come on, his last line. Dear Lord. Yeah. Bury me in the ocean. Exactly. The way the movie opens, the way that, um, the way that Killmonger challenges the rest of the, you know, even when he's in the museum. He's, oh, how did you think your ancestors took it? There's lines where I'm like, I did not expect something like this. Now, here's the thing. We watched Judas and the Black Messiah. Those yeah. films are about you this expect stuff. You Yes, and in fact, that's what that's what that kind of filmmaking is for. But to have it's like in a Civil War, you don't expect the Mark Furman line either. Exactly, you don't. You know, when I watch Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and Nick Fury says, "Want to see the lease?" When he looks at the white cops, I didn't expect that. That's why I love that line. Yeah, because it's about inserting some of that it points truth. At it. it points at it in a fun action spectacle yeah. movie. You know, and so far, Falcon and Winter Soldier has been enjoyable for me. So we'll see if it sticks I the landing. This, it's pointed at the some last stuff. Last episode's my least favorite. Me too, me too. It's I think my favorite was the Isaiah Bradley episode because they go talk to him and then right after the police bother Sam. Yeah, you know, is this guy bothering you? Like it's pointing at it, you know, and it's pointing at it, but yeah. also it's so uh, over your like beating you over the head a little bit. Like it's yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. is this just like we're mm-hmm. gonna show every example mm-hmm. of a way that <laughs> of, some, of that racism systemic exists. racism? Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like they're going down a checklist at uh-huh. this point. Like, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Instead of doing anything yeah. about it. Next, we're gonna we're, okay. We showed Sam not get a promotion, but some other white guy, less qualified, got it. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. systemic racism. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Uh, so we'll see. So um, a lot of good stuff to talk about. We're we're already over. It's just not very nuanced. Yes. Falcon Winter Soldier is not nuanced no, at all. No, you're right. And some of the stuff in, uh, namely the CIA representation in Black Panther is not nuanced, but there's so many other things in the film that I think are, it, I'll say this, sometimes it feels like when you watch some of these types of movies, a PG-13, blockbuster, all ages, whatever, whatever, sometimes it feels like, oh, they could have had an opportunity to say something here, and maybe some executive got but scared. But there's a reason they don't show the pilots who are going down in those ships that he's shooting Probably down. not. Probably not. Yeah. That's probably the reason. I feel like while watching Black Panther that I don't feel that Ryan Coogler has been stifled too much. That's what I'm... I don't I either. Don't. I don't. So, it, so it's a... You I know, think it might be... Coogler himself being like, ah, I don't want to show what getting But it's like we said, killed. they bring a director and it's like... Uh, Marvel's like, well, here's the seven things you have to say mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. This guy's got to be in it. Mm-hmm. Claw's got to be in Claw it. to be in this it. This has got to be in Doesn't it. Doesn't have to be the villain. Yeah, yeah, probably. And then maybe Ryan Coogler's like, okay, I want a char- I want characters that are a lot of incredible, well-rounded women. And Marvel's going, great, great. We haven't even yeah. talked about the fucking cast. It's incredible. For this movie. Sterling K. Brown. We haven't even... Forrest Whitaker. Angela Bassett. Danae... Deny, 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 Deny Guerrero. I believe. Uh, Lapita Nyong'o. Uh, they're all f- like phenomenal. Who plays Mbaku? Um, oh, I forgot the actor's name in Us. I did too. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. He's because you asked me. Uh, who, I said Okoye is the best character in the film, 
And then you were Akoi like, Akoi is my favorite character in the film. Yeah. I'm talking about, yeah. When I say that, mm-hmm. I'm talking about mainly performance. Yeah. And I think Claw is so fucking funny yeah. in this movie. <laughs> and I think Andy Serkis is, yeah, having the best time he's ever had. You want to know how life. he comes back? You want to know how I think he can come back? Oh, yeah, because he died. Mm-hmm. He got supposedly. shot. Supposedly. Which is cool. He got shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is a spoiler. I need you to keep your eye on the clock here for five minutes. Five minutes. Here's a spoiler for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode three. Okay, so this is going to take five minutes? Maybe two minutes. Okay. Two minutes spoiler. I want you to keep your uh, eye on the clock and then tell me to stop spoiling. Okay, so starting okay. now. You got it? Yeah. At Okay, well, 30 seconds. Okay, mm-hmm. good. So two minutes. The spoiler at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode three is that Bucky's walking around. And he's like, I'm going to take a walk. And then he sees, um, uh, I for, uh, what are they called? I know the beads. The beads. I forgot the Wakandan beads. Mm-hmm. Um, Kimoyo? That are amazing. I think that's it. Beads, the technology. And he goes around the corner and it's a Wakandan woman. Not just any, but it's Io, who yes. is like in was this in film, this movie. who was in Captain America Civil War. Yeah. She was a woman next to, she was the one who stood there and Move Scarlett Johansson. Moved. That's her. So she's at the end of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and she's like, I'm here for Zemo. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, because Zemo killed T'Chaka. Yeah. And then he was in a German prison since 2016, apparently. For some reason. How'd he get there? You know? But okay. Because it happens at the end of, of, of uh, Civil War. They captured Zemo, and he's in that thing. And Ross, Everett Ross, is like, please, give me an excuse. Please. Like, how did it feel that yeah, you lost? where was that? It was in Berlin. That was Berlin. in Germany? It was in Germany. Okay. That's where they got they him. say so. That okay. is where that you know because of international crimes, whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, because he he blew up the bomb in Germany. Yeah, when they were there for the for okay. a UN thing or whatever. So okay, we can call it now. That's pretty. That's pretty good. I don't have to spoil okay. it anymore. That's it. But I bring this up because uh, 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 Zemo's in play. Yeah, and I believe that actually we should probably still keep it spoiler. Let's still keep it spoiler. Well, how much? How much you time? You had another half a minute anyway. Do I, okay. How much time do I have now? It's still half a minute. Half a minute? It's half a minute okay. now. The point is, she's there for Zemo. Maybe. I could I be bu- wrong. I believe that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to end, and Zemo is going to be captured by Ao and Wakanda. Yeah. I think that's where he's going to end up. I think that Bucky and Sam are going to outwit Zemo, and he'll be captured by Wakanda. When he's mm-hmm. in a Wakandan prison, I believe the person is going to bust him out. Because Zemo's going to go bad soon. Yeah, because he's kind of their fun, funny ally right now. And also, now. that's the thing I do not like about this. Here's the thing. Uh, I believe that he is going to... Ooh. Okay, spoiler time's over. Okay, spoiler time's over. So, here's how I think Claw can come back. Okay. Already established that Claw has a SoundCloud, yeah. right? Which means he has like a demo tape coming uh-huh. out. He's a musician or whatever. A new track comes out and they're like, how I, the fuck did this happen? I saw that. <laughs> I heard that in the movie and I went, they're, they're already dropping hints that this character is knows about sound and sound waves. Because oh, in the comic so books, he turns into vibration. Yes, in the comic books, Claw is a being made of pure sound, and he can still he takes a form and he has this weird red like bodysuit with a weird face, and he still has like a sonic arm. Uh-huh. So he has a sonic arm in the movie because he has a prosthetic arm because yeah. Ultron cut it off. But I think that two things are going to happen. Number one, we're going to learn more about Claw and be like he's actually super smart. And mm-hmm. he found this technology, and he knows about sound because of his relationship to Wakanda and vibranium, and because Wakandans know about sound because of vibrations, because yeah. of vibranium, vibration, the basis of their science. But in a previous Marvel movie 
called Captain America the Winter Soldier, they revealed Never heard of it. that a Nazi scientist uploaded his brain to a 70s computer. Yes. Arnim Zola. Arnim Zola. I think that Claw already used that technology, a newer version of that technology, and uploaded his consciousness to a cloud. And then somewhere, we and he's get what I want. Come out where he of voices something. Yes, he's gonna. It's gonna be like a CG creature, and they'll make his voice super deep and huge. And it'll be sounds super cool and electronical. His it'll South be African Andy Circus. It's apparently really good. Amazing. It's really good. So mm-hmm. I think they can bring back Andy Circus, and Andy Circus's character Claw is a part of a group called the Masters of Evil. Yeah. Who's the leader of that group? Baron Zemo. What? So that's what I'm saying. That I, checks out. I think that that's a way that 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 circus can come back and still be Claw, but be a motion capture character yeah. in the Marvel movies yeah. and look really cool. And you know, mm-hmm. um, so there's that. Okay, now we need to get into this next things, and then we can kind of wrap up. What do you think about Black Panther two? Well, we haven't even we named every actor except hmm. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, because what is there to say? He, he is. He is T'Challa. It, I said it about. He's, he's amazing. Civil War. He's he seems truly amazing. like he is bringing something entirely different. Oh yeah. To every scene he's in. Oh yeah. And he was a producer on this film just as much as Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Like he's there. He's helping to design the accent. He's you know, mm-hmm. um, and he was checking in on everybody else while they were filming, and he was going through cancer treatment. He's checking in with everybody else. He's yeah. like, you know, how are you doing? How's everything going? Um, Ryan Coogler just said a few days ago in an article. He's like, I feel like. It's Chadwick Boseman being telling me right now, like, go, go, go. What are you doing? Don't stop. Keep mm-hmm. going. And that's the thing that's keeping him going, working on this incredibly difficult project, Black Panther 2. Because he said it's the most difficult thing he's ever had Jeez, to work on. Jeez, man. It's it's just hard. Which I can't even no, imagine. I can't because either. I bet Fruitvale Station was insanely difficult to work on. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Creed is probably just a lot of fun, though. Creed yeah, is cool. Creed was a good time. He's like, hey, you guys are all going to ride your motorcycles oh, cool. down the street yeah. while we're jogging. It's awesome. going to be the coolest thing that's ever you know, happened. It may have been tough for, for Michael B. Jordan to train. He had to run the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but also, Ryan Coogler, he was doing fine. Out. You see how ripped he was before that? Yeah, he is. He's always phenomenal been. shape. Yeah. Also, Michael B. Jordan steals this movie. There's no reason his amazing. name is Adonis in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> his body is godly. Uh, I love his Killmonger is one of the best movie villains of all time. Yes, you know, best movie villain Dear of all God. time. Like, dude, Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, seriously, dude, Darth seriously. Vader and Killmonger. Yeah, Joker, like Jack Nicholson's Joker, Freddy Krueger, whatever bullshit. I won't even include those. <laughs> but maybe Freddy Krueger. Heath Ledger. Maybe. I don't know enough. Heath Ledger. I'd put okay, up there. Yes. Yeah, Heath Ledger, your Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's one of the best, if not the best villain in best the MCU. Best on-screen Joker, definitely. Yeah. Uh, we just watched. Other um, than maybe Mark Hamill's Joker. Thank you. Who's been on screen because. Batman Mask of the Phantasm well, animated. Was, you know, theatrically released. Anyway. Oh, yeah, true. Um, we just watched... And Return of the Joker. Didn't he come back for that? Yeah. But I don't think that was theatrically released, oh, technically. Oh, okay. No. It may okay. have been played in theaters, but it wasn't like... It was I a think if video. they play it in theaters, that One counts time. as a theatrical yeah. release. Uh, we just saw Michael Keaton in Spider-Man. So good. Yes. We're about to see Hela. We're about to see Grandmaster. We're about to see Thanos. Like, they have... Like, this like whole phase had three... Gets. Yeah. But I feel like These this is when are... they've really learned how to use their gets. <sighs> is there anyone else in the cast you wanted to mention you wanted to talk about? Uh, I just like love each of these characters. Really, truly, fully realize everybody. that Rotten Tomatoes description is great. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like you get everybody's perspective. Mm-hmm. You get why Wakabi doesn't or is fucking pissed mm-hmm. that T'Challa didn't yeah, come through. Daniel Kalula's character yeah. is so good. And he is like xenophobic. Or he's like, you can't bring in... 
this you know, is bringing in refugees because you it's talked crazy. about this is Ryan Coogler bringing an African American perspective. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is addressing some Brexit bullshit. Like yeah, just yeah, uh, it is immigration and at the end of the film, and keeping immigrants remember, out. This movie came out 2018. At the end of the movie, T'Challa says, "Fools build walls, but like leaders build bridges." Mm-hmm. That is a direct <coughs> reference to Trump. <coughs> direct. Yeah. Fools build walls, or whatever it was that he said. And I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. I do believe that that the movie is talking about the politics of the time, mm-hmm. of our time, and of a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, the Daniel Kalula character is so good. When and it's like, dude, Okoye is a militant militant follower of the throne yes and i love her <laughs> oh and, uh, when he when he goes you would you would kill me and she goes without question i'm like fuck <laughs> i love this character but i disagree with her like, like my love yeah it's awesome you know and nakia's like come on we gotta go she's like i can't yeah that is so compelling i can't i, I, I can't is. i can't falter i can't be mad at it i can you know I mean, we know that like Killmonger's a bad dude, and we know yeah. T'Challa's good, but she's still like, this is my job. This is my, you know, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. But the Dora Milaje. But also, what does she know at that point? Mm-hmm. That's true. But then, like you bring up, a lot of Wakandans apparently side with, so does the border tribe. They sided with Killmonger. But here's the thing. How much do they know? Do they yeah. only hear this guy wants to... Save black people around the world. Yes. I mean, he did. Is that how... They didn't see him uh, mm-hmm. try to choke that woman. That's true. They didn't see... Where he goes, they don't I see mean him. that shit. Oh. They don't see any of... That's what I'm saying when they... Yeah. This is all about the royals. This is fucking yeah. the crown. It's true. But Wakanda. Well, you know what's exciting is, on top of Black Panther 2, apparently they're going to do a Disney Plus Wakanda series. Oh. Which is just like, oh my God. Okay. That's brilliant. What, though? What <laughs> I don't know. Oh. You know? What will it be? I think the most we get is probably Nakia is the perspective of like the on the ground Wakandan person because she le- because she even though she's like a childhood friend of T'Challa, she like leaves she's Wakanda. She's a spy. She's a spy. So maybe that's not normal Wakandan life, but she is talking about she has that perspective of like we, we can, can do, do it, it. And we can do we it better. can do it better. You know, she she doesn't she only likes T'Challa because she doesn't respect the throne. She respects T'Challa. That's that's that that uh that angle. Another thing, you know, Wakanda is like we can do it. We could do it better. Mm-hmm. Literally, any country could do it. <laughs> yeah, any, we all could. Any yeah, of absolutely, them could do it. Oh man, we got a lot of problems uh, in the world. <laughs> uh, a lot of problems. What do you think is going to happen in Black Panther two? I think it's. Gonna, I, I think it's going to open with T'Challa's funeral, and I think the whole movie is going to be about a tribute to T'Challa and Chadwick Boseman because you it, can't not. It's going to be. <sighs> I don't. I honestly have no idea. I haven't read enough mm-hmm. of it the, to he, know he, what could me, happen. Let me give you the comic book uh, background that you. The only comic book background I think you need to know. Doesn't sure you, become black. Yeah. A black Panther. And if you read the art of uh, Black Panther, the first film, Shuri's costume originally was designed to be basically a Black Panther suit as well. With okay. Some changes, and then they kind of moved away from that. Okay. So it's like they they already even have concept art, quote unquote, mm-hmm. of Shuri like in a Black Panther suit. Knowing that, oh, in the comics, she also becomes a Black Panther. I wish they had shown her as, like, she just, like, shoots a couple things and mm-hmm. then runs. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Leti- and Letitia Wright is not what a. What is the uh, training montage going to be like mm-hmm. on that? Do you think somebody else should be Black Panther, another character, and not Shuri? Should it be Okoye? Should it be Nakia? Should it be all three? Here is. Women? Oh, shit. As, like, a trifecta of, like, nor well, all Black Panther. That You can't do that either. Yeah. Because yeah. like you need three women to do a one man's job. 
Exactly. You can't do that. Exactly. Uh, it's honestly, there's no, there's no good answer. I know. I wouldn't be mad if it was Nakia. I wouldn't either. If, if but also, Lupita Nyong'o was like the next Black Panther, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be mad if it was Shuri. Because that story becomes, Well, you know, Shuri's going to become queen. Eventually, yeah. But well, uh, that's what, Angela that's Bassett's what still a lot. True, but Angela Bassett's still uh, Queen Ramonda in the films. Well, you know what I mean, though. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. she's going to yeah. become but then matriarch. Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be very interesting if Black Panther 2 was about, like, you know what, maybe we don't need a royal family. Like, wouldn't that be interesting? Honestly, I don't that's know. Maybe, I would not council. be at all surprised. Yeah, they ha- right? It's, because this whole movie has been, yeah. hey, we did... We did everything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes back when he goes and, and talks his to his dad. Ancestors. That's you were so wrong. good. You were all of you wrong. Yeah. Oh my God. It's heartbreaking. Um, yeah. I, uh, I think I love the movie tonight more than I ever have because of just refreshing about the art and the making of the film, yeah. knowing everything that went into it. As we're watching the movie, I'm reading this article about Ryan Coogler working on part two right now, and I'm like, God, man, my heart is with them, all of them. I have no idea how you do that. No, but I trust... Look, we've talked about our love of Taika. Yes. We've talked about how... I, You know, you know I am going to be... Like, I trust what they're doing. Ryan Coogler, so far, has, I the think... The amount of... Like, it's going to be so tactful. Yeah. It's going to be so respectful. Yeah. yeah. It's going to... yeah. Ryan Coogler is tied for me with Taika with having the best track record so far. Because they're at a, they're batting he has 100. less of a track record. They're batting a hundred. Who Ryan Coogler? Yeah, with that's Ta- the thing. Taika, he has he's hasn't made these, as many movies. Oh, I see. I, I mean, just Marvel movies, one one v one. But yeah, you're right. Cause, sure. Because Ryan Coogler made talking three about films. Entire, yeah, yeah uh, that's true. The whole filmography. Ryan Coogler still uh, amazing. Young gun. He's I know, man. Yeah. He's younger than me. I think. That's that makes dis- me sick. Disgusting. That makes is me disgusting. Sick. I think he's like thirty-two. Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord. Uh, wow. What an incredible, incredible talent. Did he got. produce the new Space Jam? Ryan Coogler. Ooh, I hope so. That'd be fun. I need. I haven't seen that trailer yet, but I need to. I hope he did. I want to. Uh, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he's a producer on the new Space Jam. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the I think the new Space Jam was written, directed, produced by Black Talent. So it's like, cool. It's gonna be better oh, yeah, than the he was original. Oh yeah, producer on Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, f- f- amazing. Was it? Yeah, Ryan Coogler. Yeah, of amazing. Of course, of course. Um, here's my one pitch. I want John Boyega or Will Smith or both to be a part of Black Panther two. To be the bad guy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean. Uh-huh. I mean, I, when when the first Black Panther movie came out, Will Smith put like a video online talking about how much he loved it. He was just like, please put me love. in this movie. I think he? as he was filming Suicide Squad or he, something. No, he, like, I remember he's like, he and it's like Wakanda yeah. forever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm DC because I'm in Suicide Squad, yeah, but yeah. like I will jump over to your guys' exactly. side. <laughs> put him in the movie. Make him a bad guy. Put him in the movie. That'd be great. I'd like to see Claw come back. I would like... Um, I don't Who know, are the so other many... big Black Panther villains? Well... There's a there's not too many. Man ape is uh, Mbaku, and they and he's an ally now. About, he's they, awesome. His villain yeahness was, was just perfect. Fighting him, the rival, yeah. you know, and then he became this. Ally. It was perfect. It was great, especially since you said that character is pretty racist in the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they turned the whole tribe into this cool thing. Um, 
The other big thing in the comic books is that Wakanda and Black Panther T'Challa, he goes up against Namor and Atlantis. Mm-hmm. He goes up against Doctor Doom in Latveria. And I'm like, I don't know if it would be too much for a Black Panther film that is dealing with the loss of T'Challa to also be like, and now go fight Doctor Doom. I'd be like, that feels... It doesn't feel appropriate. Do you well, know what when I mean? I want to keep Black it Panther Wakanda. supposed to come out? They don't know yet. They are taking their time, which is awesome. Well, they're, it's being written at the same time as Fantastic Four. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, they could... I'm saying they could do a bunch of big, reaching Marvel stuff. But they stuff, shouldn't. But it needs yeah. to... I think it should stay... Maybe do what you said and dismantle the... The monarchy. Yeah. The throne. The royal family. Yeah. I don't know. But again, the solution... It's just because I'm biased and I grew up a certain way. I'm like, well, the solution is not always democracy either. Well, true. <laughs> uh, we got problems. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, but um, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be in, I think that Black Panther 2 should be very political, and it will be, and it will be great, and it will be mm-hmm. heartbreaking, and it will also have the sickest action... I forgot how good the action was in this movie. It's a James Bond movie. When He's cooler than James Bond. Yes. T'Challa's um, cooler than James Bond. All the stuff like the bar, or, I mean the casino scene. So fun. So cool. Yeah. The car chase after him it's jumping over awesome. stuff. Awesome. Sure he helped. Throwing the, sh- uh, the spear. spear and making it stop the car. God. So cool. Really the ways cool. they use yeah. vibranium. Yeah. Is awesome, except yeah. for the one way that we've talked about at length. Which is what? When he cuts the car door in <laughs> half. Guys, it's not possible. He can't cut a car door in half. There's not a way for him to make all of the tiny blades in his fingers uh-huh. a large enough blade to cut through that thick of a surface in one swipe. What if the rest of his fingers, because that's also vibranium. Remember, his whole but suit is But it's not a vibranium. blade. Right. Why would he have blades if the whole hand could be a blade? If the because the blade is like the like the the stress point, like the blade is the thing that kind of pushes it through, and then the rest of it can chunk through. And also, he has kind of enhanced strength. Not to say he could rip a car door, but the way he slices it, yeah, I don't think you're even saying with physically it, possible. Physically, I think it. If he had a sword, mm-hmm. yes, because a sword is long, but with claws that are little a, pointy fingernails, inch, yeah, yeah. You know. I don't, I can't figure out a way to make my fingers mm-hmm. rest in a way that they would make a blade thick enough to slice through mm-hmm. a car door. But if he had like Freddy Krueger glove, he could do That's it. That's the thing. That's the it's thing. Long. It's a long blade gotcha, that gotcha. can slice. Guys, I've, I've been cutting through too many loaves of bread. You have to. Uh, I I I know how. To, a knife works. You do. And so I'm thinking about it. I was trying to explain it, but then the way you explained it, I was like, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Where you were like, the the little claw blade would cut through the door up to a certain point, but then the finger, his like... He can't use finger the finger as a blade. It. His fingers yeah. would stop it as he tried to slice. I think. Because his hand Unless, would be halfway through it. Now, see, I'm, you're going to make me pull up my encyclopedia to be like, how does vibranium work? Because remember when he put the shoes on and she was like, I made them shockproof and soundproof and he was like slamming the ground and it was not making a noise what if there was something on his glove hand they would need to explain that to me to give him some kind they of they would need to explain that to me what power. did they explain to me yeah. they explained fancy fingernails okay fancy claws okay all that's fits not in, a blade. all fits in the we got all the nanotech we yeah. got that i'll buy all of that yeah yeah, yeah. all of that makes 100 hologram you know hover bikes sense to me got it that's real got it that is in the world got it 
it could happen cool and trains, it did happen. The monorail slicing trains. Slicing through a car door okay. with fingernails. Okay. You can't do it. When he tries and to I slice don't buy it. When he tries to slice a cap shield because it's vibranium on vibranium, he leaves a scratch. That makes sense. But it doesn't cut through. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're listening and you're an expert on vibranium. No, if you're an expert on physics claws and car doors. Yeah. Hit us back with vibranium. How do you think claws? he cuts the door out of a car? Uh let us know. Yes. Um, because uh, it's a good question. It's a good question that they need to do on <laughs> MythBusters or something. And uh, I am about to look up the 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 how vibranium works. But in the meantime, we've made it through one of the best Marvel movies. Yes. Up to, in my opinion, up to the ones we've seen so far, it's number one. And maybe the best standalone Marvel movie. Period. Yes. Robert Downey Jr. said it's the crown jewel of the franchise. I agree with him. Yeah. Uh, I think that for for its flaws for all of its flaws and there are we as we talked about how it depicts the CIA how it omits certain things i think that it has those but i also think that man everything it brings to the table it's great oh definitely in a pg13 disney blockbuster environment the fact that that know, happened it's incredible it's even it's still mind blowing it is the reason we got disney paid money agreed. for that movie to be made the reason we have Falcon and Winter Soldier today. But then it made fucking $1.3 billion. That's right. <laughs> so it turns out, maybe don't be such dumb fucks. Yeah, <laughs> keep making movies with a bunch yeah. of beautiful brown people. Exactly. They'll make money. Uh-huh. But make and them don't with this care. tell them what to do. Just yeah. let them do it. Just let them do it. Just let them do it. Uh, the, the writer of Falcon and Winter Soldier, the head writer, mm-hmm. Malcolm Spellman, he's, he credited the movie Black Panther, and he said, that's the movie that proved the audience will go with you. They'll They'll go with you if it's they'll go with you on a on a journey yeah. and he's talking about talking about issues but of race Black Panther if has it's some fun nuance to it it does it does and we'll see you know Falcon and Winter Soldier fingers crossed that they do something with I hope Isaiah they Bradley the landing. me too that's me the too. thing right I now so i have very mixed feelings okay there's cool shit happening mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. and there's a little comic book stuff that i'm like cool cool mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. But, but we'll see how it sticks to landing. How it sticks to landing. Uh, we'll see if we will see Claw any day. I don't ever want them to bring back Killmonger. I think he's a perfect... No, like, he's dead. Amazing. And had the best way to go out with that line. But Keller... Seeing that sunset. We are getting close to the... Such a good... Arrival of Thanos. What is the next he's movie? He's already arrived. Uh, No, not yet. Infinity War, you mean when he officially arrives yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. on Earth? He's in space somewhere. He's sitting mm-hmm. in a chair, whatever. But we're almost there. But what is the next movie we're watching in this chronological order of time? Uh, We're going to go to Doctor Strange? Mm, that's right. Doctor Strange. On top of Disney+, Plus, where else can people stream it? USA Characters Welcome. USA Characters Welcome. Now, this movie we watched tonight... Because it is so much better than Doctor Strange. Yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, Doctor Strange is going to be interesting. Doctor Strange is going to be. A, I think it's always worth a revisit. It sucks. So we'll see. But I'm going to have to miss that first twenty minutes. <laughs> but we saw Spider Man because it takes place after Civil War. We saw this because even though it mostly takes place, and as I've said, I am just along for the ride at this point. Yeah. I don't even know how things came out. Uh huh. And the, I'm the, just letting Hector tell me. The important thing is the end of Black Panther ends with. Bucky being cured. Do you wish that they had released the movies in this order? No, I'm okay. I'm okay with the way they released the movies, but I think going forward... If you could go back in time, um, is there anything you would change? Uh, I mean, Directors on most of the movies. Yeah, yeah, there'd be a bunch of stuff, but it's like, in terms of the order, yeah, I would have liked it if 
uh, Robert Downey Jr. looked like he did in Iron Man 2 when he did his Hulk cameo. Sure. Thank you. That would have been great. That would have been great. takes me out of it every time. (laughs) But now... The White Wolf, a.k.a. Bucky Barnes, has been sort of cured by Shuri. He mm-hmm. walks it out, out of that little hut at the end of Black Panther, and that's supposed to be months after he was taken there in Captain America Civil War. So we're like at the end of and 2016. And finally is going to be more than just... That's literally all that they address it or mention it, really, Until in any Infinity of the movies. War. Correct. Until Correct. Infinity War. But and Falcon even then, and Winter it's Soldier. barely. Yeah. But now, finally. Falcon and Winter Soldier, he's saying, I had some peace in Wakanda. So yeah. he's now going to be cured, but hanging out for like a year, a year and a half. You know, does Cap go and see him? I don't know. But like, when he sees, we'll get to We'll talk about Bucky. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, the next one up is Doctor Strange. We're entering the world of magic. That movie takes place. It starts in like maybe 2015 2016 there's a bunch of stuff that happens and then it goes all the way to when he meets thor which is in november of 2017 okay so then we'll go from there but the next one is doctor strange we got to get this bad boy out of the way dude it's going to be awesome in 3d it's going to be a fun time it's gonna be a fun time sure i think there but is i gotta get through 20 minutes of it <laughs> there's stuff of sub of substance to talk about and um it's gonna be great so go watch doctor strange Again, talk about a cast yeah yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. Like ben- it's nuts that Benedict mm-hmm. Cumberbatch is the weak link in that movie. Uh, yeah, it's an awesome... It's a. Re- I mean, come on, dude. He's Cassilius, the weak link. Cassilius, are you kidding me? Mads. Mads? You got Mads. You got... You got uh, Shuatel. Shuatel. You got Benedict. Wong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. There's two Benedicts in that I'm movie. I'm like, let me stop it right there. You mean There's Benedict. There's two Benedicts. Wong. Eggs. <laughs> Uh, Rachel McAdams is squandered, but she's in it. She's, she's squandered. Awesome. Tilda Swinton's in it. Yeah. And she's awesome. And she's but very also well used. It's problematic. We're going to get into it. We're so going to get into it. Go, go watch <laughs> Doctor Strange. Thank you guys for listening to our longest episode on the MCU thus far. Deservedly so with Black Panther. Let us know what you thought about the movie. Let us know how claws work. Let us know yeah. how, how you think claw could come back. Ulysses, that is. Yeah. Let us know how claws work. Let us know how claw could work. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you guys in a week. Thanks so much. Bye. Let's go to the